0: What is up everyone? Your host Tim here at Footy Cooji on Twitter, writing solo but adding to my friend's previous, my friend Marson's previous Top Ends Talk fan spotlight episode that's right back-to-back appreciation back-to-back amazing hosts back-to-back wonderful guests and i'm lucky today to have joe carcione with me founder of since 1927
1: fc say what's up joe what's up tim thanks for having me It's joe carcione here uh, as to mention founder of since 1927 football club you can check us out on instagram and twitter at since 1927 FC. And you can also check out our website at since1927fc.com.
0: All right. And you know, and you can check them out at since1927 FC. But we have Joe on the show more so today because Joe is a huge Romanisti like myself. And with our fan spotlight, this is a chance to get to know what the club means to Joe. And that's kind of the point of a spotlight. So, Joe, you ready to go on this one? Absolutely. Let's do it. Tim. all right, cool. So, first things first, what made you support Roma?
1: So, there are two people who played an influential role in myself becoming a Rome fan, and that is my high school Italian teacher, as well as my oldest brother, Mike, who's actually a Juve fan. So, <laughs> sounds pretty crazy, but in 2005, uh, my brother would always come home from school. And pretty much tell me about cultural recaps, more or less. Him and his Italian teacher, who's a diehard Rome fan, um, bantering back and forth. And I kind of took a liking to Rome and thought, do kind of to to go against the grain a little bit and go against my brother? And (laughs) my brother Mike actually traveled abroad to Italy uh, to study abroad for a couple of weeks. And he came back and he pretty much said, Joe, here's your first soccer jersey. And what is it? A Totti jersey.
0: What else could it be?
1: <laughs> exactly, and and the rest is history, I'd say. So, fifteen years later, we're here and uh, I'm a Rome fan.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and to expand upon that a little bit, it's kind of funny because usually, you know, you pick one way or another to get back at your brother. I uh, and some might say it's a little self-inflicting to become a Roma fan when you could have been a Juventus fan with all their success. It's not easy being a Roma fan. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think Juve fans really like to win trophies that, you know, are called Scudetto, and we like to win trophies that are trees and whatnot. But, you know, <laughs> to, to each their own, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. I, w- I definitely don't regret my choice.
0: We're all about the trees here, okay? We're all about the trees in Rome. Uh, leading on, next question here, favorite player. And I think I, I might have got a hint in the last question. It might have happened. It might not have happened. I'm not sure.
1: Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you. Okay. So one thing that I have to say, and as a Rome fan myself, I do believe that Rome fans tend to look back on the future or or excuse me, look back on the past a little too much. And I would have to say that my favorite player right now, and hopefully he's in the uh LC colors next season, is of course Nicolo Zaniolo. With that being said, I absolutely love. De Rossi, I love Totti, but I think as a Rome fan, it's very important to look at the pre- present, evaluate this present team, and look at the future.
0: I mean, you're going to have to go knock on every piece of wood in your apartment at this point. Like, that's the only way to make sure that he's on the team next <laughs> season. Like, that's the only, uh, you know, and I actually, last time we, I was on, I had Distant Lupi on, and I had actually discussed that De Rossi was my favorite of all time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do exactly what you said Romanisti are guilty of. And I'm going to dial back for a couple years. I gotta throw, Rajan Nangolan to me was was one of the most entertaining players to wear, to wear the Roma shirt. I mean, how many guys end up wearing a number 10 jersey at a at a training game and nobody says anything to him about it? Everybody's cool with it. <laughs>
1: Listen, I think that your pick may match mine in terms of being present because who knows what's going to happen in this transfer market. So,
0: fingers got my crossed. fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I definitely wouldn't mind him back. Of course, I know the financials are a whole uh, different ballgame, but would absolutely love him back on Roma.
0: Uh, you know, talking to best players always leads to best memories. So, what, what is your best memory as a Roma supporter to date?
1: I mean, the cliche one is, of course, I mean, you got to say Barcelona, of course, not being able to experience and, and being a grown up during the 2001 season. Right. But that, that Barcelona game, um, I know, of course, shout out to Distant Loopy. I listened to that podcast that you had him on and I'm, I'm in the same boat that I couldn't even watch the game that <laughs> work. I was at the desk, ESPN, Flash Score, whatever it was at that time, and You're just in shock, you know, you you couldn't believe it, but you you also just noticed that we're here sitting two years later. And I don't know if that's a testament to what the club has done since or how significant that moment was, but I mean, there's a reason that everyone still talks about it, whether it's on social media, podcasts, TVs, whatever it may be, um, two years later. And even, even when Liverpool did it, it was, can they do the next Rome? Can they have that Roma comeback? Um, but that, that was just an amazing moment overall, and I think it was huge for the club because, of course, everyone knows Francesco Totti. But at the time, it's you know, Rome Rome can carry their own, you know, we're, we're here to stay type thing. So I think that was enormous for the club.
0: Yeah, that and that's the best way to phrase it is it's a great memory because it showed a flash of hope post Totti, and that's kind of what has been a really rough transition for a lot of fans. And I did mention that I had the same favorite memory because again, like yourself, I was a little young to appreciate the good old days uh, and to have something to pull me through as a fan has been awesome. Uh, So carrying forward the most painful memory as a Roma supporter, and there's a lot to choose from to be fair. So, uh, you know, pick your, pick your out of the lot and let me know what's going on.
1: This was definitely the uh, harder question because I had a, quite the quite the options at this and I would honestly switch it up and I think the most deflating loss that we've had for me in the last two years um that 7-1 Fiorentina called Italia loss man nice I time. I remember watching that and it's not often I can confidently say this it's not often that I shut off the TV but wow that that loss was absolutely brutal When you have hopes and you go into it and the team just looks deflated, Uh, if I remember correctly, that was towards the end of uh, EDF's tenure as head coach of Rome. And none of them looked like they wanted to be there. Between just getting annihilated and then the red card at the end, I think it was, I believe it was Jekyll, if I remember correctly. It was just overall like this, something needs to change. And it it was kind of a, kind of a fall from grace moment, not to say that at the top of the top is winning a semi-final in the Champions League. Obviously, it's winning the whole thing. Right. But to see them in the Champions League final not too long ago, and then to have that happen maybe a, a year, year or so after, I, it, it was brutal, very deflating.
0: Yes, I mean, it's hard. It's it's so hard to to grasp the bad times because there are a handful of bad times when it comes to being a Roma fan. But some might say that all those bad times really do emphasize the good times and really make you appreciate the good things that happen in the club. For example, under, essentially unmining an absolute gem, which was Zaniolo, we really didn't pay much of, if anything, for the guy. And sending Roger the other way was really hurtful. But at the same time, you know, we, we uncovered a, a really good gem there, which is a real positive to take, and also a couple smart buys here and there. Uh, not on... Our little pre-question list here, uh, but I do want to know what are your what are your hopes for the future as a Roma fan? Like, what do you what do you want to see the club do? Some people are just looking for stability. Some people want us to be world beaters, getting taken over by billionaires. Uh, you know, so what do you think is realistic? What do you want to see? Like, what's 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 there for Joe?
1: I think realistically, in terms of just from a market standpoint, I don't think there's any reason why Rome shouldn't be. Attracting some of the top players in the world. I do understand from a financial standpoint that we're not going to be offering $10 million to these top players. But by having, and I'm not saying that they don't right now, I want to make that very clear, but by having competent leadership from the top down, from the owner all the way down to the manager, uh, I think is key. And once everybody's on the same page and everyone is kind of buying into that culture, which I think everybody is right now under uh, Petraki and, and Fonseca, um, that kind of attracts the top talent. And then as a byproduct of that, I think the realistic expectations, there's no reason why Rome shouldn't be in the top four every year. Now, with, with all this money being thrown around, uh, specifically from, from Inter nowadays too, I mean, I applaud them, the rumors with Tonali, if they get a player of Tonali's caliber for $30 million, then then, I mean, you take that and run with it. And I, I noticed that Rome's not going to ever do that unless they're taken over, as you said, by these absolute billionaires. Um, but I, I would rather settle for fourth and, and have a club with integrity, and that's not saying that Inter doesn't, but I, I definitely would rather keep my integrity and, and do things in the quote-unquote right way as opposed to being taken over by a, a conglomerate and and – you know it's it's everybody open up the checkbooks and you go from there
0: yeah and that's really that's really something that seems to ring true in a lot of fans is Roma is really a positive in a lot of people's like we joke around a lot about about the losses and about everything going on in the club but at the same time Roma really comes off as this kind of entity in our lives that we just don't want to see get diluted by modern football right it's it's this club of legends that we, that we really covet and we really want to be excellent all the time. And I, I got to say, you, you know, for that brief period where we had Raja, where we had, you know, we had Manolas, we had a, a lot of top shelf players rolling in at the club, really kind of feels like an opportunity spurn, uh, you know, for, for all the talent that we did have. And it almost feels like we're at a reset right now. And it mm-hmm. seems like we're, we're half struggling to accept that and half struggling to say we want more, you know? So it, how do you feel about Fonseca? Th- he seems to be doing good on my page. I, I like
1: him. I, I do. I, I think that it's a shame that people, after maybe a, a bad result, want to kick the guy to the curb and, and not <laughs> realize that, I mean, you, you can't just turn a whole club around in, in one season. Right. So, I mean, if, if we're a year four and you don't see any results or year three or four, then it's like, okay, let's start to reevaluate things. But I think that the fact that there were some people out there given when I say some people, these are uh, probably bots on Twitter for all we know, but there are people out there that are calling for his head. I do understand that as one main thing with that, when he came over from shop was okay. I told myself there are going to be wins that are going to be maybe three, nothing, three, two, four, three, but, some of these losses could be really bad with this style. There might be right. those five to one, six to one losses, which I don't believe we've had so so far. But I mean, with the style that he likes to play, that that, that high press offensive football, I mean, it, you know, you can't have your cake needed too. It comes with the territory.
0: Yeah, I, and that's something that really needs to be addressed as well. as you know, a lot of times, at least in my humble opinion from watching the game recently, we've under EDF, we were a little stagnant, really not having a lot going. When it comes to Fronseca, it's it's kind of like we're looking at a completely different team here. And, yeah, it leaves it open, and we haven't kept kept a lot of clean sheets. But at the same time, we've also been generating chances pretty frequently, I want to say, uh, with the occasional game where we just can't seem to figure it out. How do you feel he's doing with Justin Clybert? I just actually wanted to ask you that real quick because it seems like he's getting a little more out of him.
1: So to give you a little more background about myself, actually, I'm, I'm the youngest of three, and my, both of my oldest brothers are UV fans. Right. And one of the hot topics that we've been discussing lately is Klibert. And, and of course, Undur and all the, all the other uh, rumors right. going around in terms of the transfer uh, mill. And I love Klibert. I think that his progression shown under Fonseca in such a short amount of time has been very promising. And I would love to keep him. At the same time, for financial reasons, of course, this is just the Rome fan 101, you can never get too high because you feel like that guy might not be there the next year. But when it comes to Clybert, I think that he's finally coming into his own. I think he's shown great strides this uh, past season, and I-, I hope he stays. But I'm I'm, I'm a fan of this.
0: Yeah, and uh, it almost comes off like Fr- Franteca has more of a grip on the younger players almost it seems like he's getting more out of the younger guys because a lot of people forget these guys are professionals making a a lot of money they're still young guys they're still players learning their trade you know you don't hire a guy to wire your whole house that's on his first year on the job by himself he needs a little bit of guidance and i feel like maybe that stability and that scaffolding is being put underneath them now you know
1: for sure they're definitely building the Building the foundation, and, and to quote, uh, I believe it was Petrowski. He said, "This is this is year zero. This is the Roma Year Zero project." Um, so I think so far so good. Of course, you want to finish top four. Um, we still have games to go. We'll, we'll see, depending on the on the current uh, global crisis. But um, I, I hope they, they finish top four. And with that being said, just to go back on Fonseca a little bit. One of the things that has stuck out to me this season is that any of these new additions to the team, a lot of them are crediting. I spoke to Fonseca, and I really like what, what he's been telling me what he wants to do at Rome. So he, he's one hell of a recruiter, and, and a lot of these young guys tend to like their like his playing style. And, and not even the young guys, too. Mkhitaryan, I, I know I just listened to him on a podcast, and he said, listen, I'm a fan of Fonseca. I like, like the way he plays, and he gets my best abilities to come out under his system. So he's doing something right.
0: All right, so we talked a lot on Roma and we're talking about building. And when it comes to talking about building and it comes to Joe, we cannot ignore the fact that you're doing something really cool here. All right. You're doing something really cool and building the since 1927 FC brand. Uh, and that's something that we're, we were inevitably going to have to talk about because it's one thing to say you're a huge fan and it's another thing to back it up with your own dollars and say, Hey, I'm going to put something physical in the world showing how much I love the club.
1: So I appreciate you and I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you for having me on to kind of use this platform to kind of promote my product and promote this brand. And as you can tell, I could kind of just go on and on about Rome and my love for them. And um, I really wanted to create a brand that was involved not only in the football community, because I can speak cram or whatever you want for hours. But of course I wanted to relate it to my fellow Romanisti as well and kind of, Bring everybody together, whether that be from Rome Club New York or just Roma Press, any niche market out there. I kind of wanted to bring everybody together and say, hey, this is a Giallarossi-inspired clothing brand. and Let's go check out what this guy has to offer.
0: Yeah, and and the thing that I really enjoy about it, and I'm actually going to uh, take a quick call back to a previous episode that we had where we had the CEO of Live Brief Football on, and he said— and you could look at it, I mean, you don't have to take my word for it, you could look at the previous episode, what he threw out there was, competition in that space is always welcome. And what's, what's not welcome are people that are going to do some kind of cheap imitation of something that's already around, or people that are really not going to put passion and time into what they're doing. So, I have you on as Joe here, but obviously I do appreciate the fact that, you know, you're also putting a lot of passion behind what you do. And it's earned you some plaudits, and it's earned, and you know just for folks who aren't aware, uh, Roma did uh, release a Instagram accounts to follow since 1927 FC made the top 100. I do believe you guys were at 64, if I'm correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So over at 64, and it's it's definitely it's definitely due because, and I'm gonna have to ask you, Ben. You can feel a little awkward about this, and that's okay because sometimes. You ever see people who are out there recording the nice things they do in the world and they're the worst kind of human beings? There are people out there who are doing good things in the world and Joe's one of those people that's doing really good here and he's, and he's smirking a little bit. We're on a video card right now. You guys aren't going to be able to see it because of the audio. But he's doing a really good thing here and he did a really good thing where he was actually helping and putting a charity piece behind his brand. So Joe, why don't you give the breakdown of, of you know, where, that, where that idea came from, how did you execute it, and yeah, how are you feeling afterwards?
1: So first off, of course, Tim, appreciate the kind words. And um, once we once we released the badge T, of course, we wanted to really get the, the Rome name out there and, and get the 1927 name out there. But just a sh- few short months into our business, um, getting up and running, of course, we we all experienced the pandemic the coronavirus. And as we know, Italy was was hit very hard from it and being a small business owner myself and being located in New York city, another location I was extremely hard from, from COVID-19. Um, you, you, you feel for everybody. And the first thing you think of is how can we help? You know, it, it's not, it's not about the brand anymore. It's not about Rome. It's not about 1927. It's what can we do to support people that are in need right now? And having the inventory that we had at the time, it was, all right, let, let, let's sell shirts and donate everything to charity. And with, with Rome being the club that they are, um, one of the reasons, I want to just backtrack just a little bit, one of the reasons I'm a big Rome fan as well is, of course, I didn't decide this when I was nine years old or whatever I was in 2005, but the initiatives that this club has started, I think, have been unbelievable. And, and to name the one, obviously, I'm referring to, is the, it's the Roma Cares um, Foundation. And while coming across that and seeing that they were donating a, a massive amount or raising a massive amount of money for the La Sardosa Hospital in Rome during the, the time of the coronavirus, um, I, I had to get involved. So I, I saw that and I just said, okay, from, from here on out there were for a short period of time, and I, I believe we did a, maybe a month or two or until we actually ran out of a couple of sizes um, we, we donated all all the proceeds from our products to that GoFundMe page on Rome.
0: And that's and that's huge. I mean, how did you how did you go about executing that? I mean, it, was there a lot of back and forth with you know with the charities that you were working with on it? I mean, how how with the execution on that? I mean, you guys did great on it. You you pushed a lot of uh, product out. I, I know myself, I did purchase a T as well. Just to, just because how could you not you know and and the fact that you guys didn't take that as a yeah as a marketing opportunity because there really wasn't any kind of promotion involved with it it was really just spread by other Roma fans I'll shout out uh, Boston Jalarossi uh, mm-hmm. he was actually the one that initially introduced me and said yeah I, I bought this shirt because it's for a good cause and you know it was it was really cool so why don't you let me know what ended up coming of that. What ended up resulting, you know, with the funds withdrawn, given, and then, you know, what ended up happening. You guys did receive a letter on it, which was awesome. So why don't you give me a little of that?
1: So what we did, I mean, nowadays obviously through the through the power of social media, I mean, uh, everything spreads like wildfire. So I would like to obviously co-sign your shout out to Boston LC and thank <laughs> him for uh, thank him for the the purchase. I, I believe he bought more than one, um, and I want to thank him for his purchases and it kind of just spread it from there but what we did was once that period was over of donating the proceeds to charity um i believe the final number which i, I know that in the grand scheme of things it's it's okay six hundred and ten dollars may not seem like it's going to do anything
0: no but no, no my friend for. i'm going to stop you right there that's $610 more than anybody else who's going to be fickle about it was giving. So please carry on. But I had to interrupt. Carry on, please.
1: I appreciate that. But it's and anything we can do to help, you know. So, so we did the 610 from, from shirts. Um, and we decided to donate that. But I also didn't want to be hypocritical because something that I've always preached since since day one, not of starting a business, but just growing up, um, has been... It doesn't really get to me, or it really, really bothers me when I see people donating to outside charities, helping, whether it's globally or out of state and whatnot, when there are people in your own backyard or there are local businesses that are suffering, no matter what the cause is. So I think that people should be giving back to local businesses as well as donating globally. So what we decided to do was donate all the proceeds to the Roma Cares GoFundMe page that went, like I said, for the medical supplies to the Latado Stonzani Hospital in Rome, and I didn't want to be a hypocrite, so I decided to match that amount, and I actually gave it back to my community. and And with that six ten, we decided to donate five hundred dollars to the. Um, it was pretty much a Meals on Wheels White Plains Hospital um, GoFundMe page, and I was I was. Born in the Bronx, raised in White Plains, New York. And it's, of course, my local hospital. So that provided nurses and first responders with some meals, hopefully for a couple of days. So we did 500 to that. And then a couple of my friends and um, other soccer organizations, I'm sure you came across it as well, created the New York Kicks coronavirus fund that was based out of New York City, I believe. And we donated $110 to that. So I just, I didn't want to do something just for Rome. I wanted to do something in my own backyard as well. Cause I do find it hypocritical when people do decide to just do something just to look good and, and let me go donate to a place on the other side of the world, which is fine and dandy, but like, it, it's great. And I'm like, like you said, it's any, any amount counts, but at the same time you should be looking in your own backyard and donating to those local businesses that are right around you because there are a lot of people out there that need help, especially in these times.
0: So if it, if it hasn't been made clear already to everybody who's listening to this, to this episode, the reason we have people like you on here is because there are people like you that are existing and doing what you're doing. And while, you know, and again, in my book here, while $610, might not have gotten you on John Krasinski's Feel Good Network or whatever he ended up selling to CVS. Uh, that is good enough for you know for me to at least give a platform to say, hey, look, this is this is some kind of hope that somebody's given uh, to you know to a pretty eh, pretty cold world as it is. Uh, so uh, now I want to rein it in for a second, and I want to rein it into looking at the actual product. So I'm actually wearing the off pitch tee right now. You're wearing the badge tee right now. And for those who aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, go out and buy one. Don't be lazy. But aside from that, uh, you know, they're really different. The, The off pitch is a black shirt with some nice white print. It's got a great design on it. The badge tee, which I actually also own, it's a good shirt. Uh, the one you're wearing is is red, and it's it's very animated. It's very colorful. It's a great uh, product as well. Very contrasting styles. So when you're when you're a uh, a younger brand as ni- since 1927 FC is, you try to make an identity. So what is you know what was the purpose of the change? What's what's the identity on that?
1: So um, just to break it down a little bit before we jump into the teeth, I just want to give a quick shout out to Paul Rogers of AS Roma. He is the one who actually spread our cause on Twitter through the official Rome Instagram account. So I I could not do this podcast without giving a shout to him. Thank you, Paul, for your support and for the club's backing um, for that project. And with that being said, um, we decided to do the badge tea as our first drop because, of course, it's similar to just your typical soccer-style tea. It's your tea with your club's badge, and that's all. You know, we want to make it all about the brand. Its're if, if since 1927 with the lupo right in your face it's colorful and we also of course have the Italian flag on top um, And if you're a fan of any club, you're welcome you're welcome That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you're more than welcome to purchase them on the site you will not be uh, you'll not be punished.
0: Actually but, you have um... to verify before you purchase you have to verify you're a fan. <laughs> I, I, I hear that's on the site I'm, I'm kidding but go ahead.
1: <laughs> listen listen my two brothers who were U.S. fans had to buy them no matter what so anyone you want to buy them. But we, we chose to do that, just to keep it simple. We really wanted to make it about the brand and show the logo. And when people look at it, they'll say, I, we do get DMs um, every now and then, which I, I think is pretty funny. It's, what's, what's since 1927? Like, what, why that year? And then I'll, I'll tell them about that. And they're like, oh, it's pretty cool. And then they start to pick up on it, how it is a football-based line, and it's inspired by a team in Rome. Um, but it's pretty pretty much as simple as that. I want to make it more complica- complicated than it really is when it comes to the batch. It was pretty much let's make a nice logo, let's put on the tees, let's make them in white and red, and and let's get them out there. But, of course, as you said, the off-pitch tee, I mean, it's very different. Um, It's black and white, it has the, since 1927, on the front, but not the actual badge, and it actually says, off-pitch, on-pitch. And on the back, of course, we have the double-pitch logo, or or design, for that matter. So we are inspired by uh, Virgil Abloh, the the founder of, of course, Off-White, and their creative team is obviously just on on a different level than majority of people out there and their designs are just very, very eye-catching to say the least. Um, So we kind of wanted to mimic them and see what we can do while relating it to football. And we thought of a bunch of different designs, kind of double them and see what comes out the best, whether maybe it's, maybe it's uh, an actual soccer ball, maybe it's uh, a goal, anything well we settled on the pitch because we thought that visually that that kind of made the most sense and it definitely is the type of shirt that you see once and it looks like it comes out blurry like there are a couple of pictures on our instagram where you look at it and it's like is that shirt blurry or are my eyes fucking out right now and then you're like nope everything else in the picture is clear but you look at the design right. and we we obviously did that for a reason because it's, it's pretty eye-catching and um we have some we have some thoughts about a spin-off down the line, but, but I'll keep those close to my chest. But we definitely wanted to uh, kind of get that off-pitch, on-pitch out there and kind of give people a different taste of what we're about.
0: Yeah, and that's that's something that's, that's really, I feel, unique to your brand because a lot of people do identify a brand as, as a color or a logo or something along those lines. But the identity of since 1927 FC is really being associated to Roma. So it kind of gives you this liberty to to take you know uh, all these leaps and bounds and and do something really creative like making this double vision kind of look on the back of the shirt that I'm wearing right now and and you know it it draws in different crowds. So you spoke a little bit and and you know again we're gonna go off the riff here a little bit but uh, you spoke a little on this this is based on Roma but this kind of gives a little bit of. Of football to everybody. Have you been seeing maybe anybody who maybe wasn't a Roma fan that is kind of, oh, since 1927 FC is associated with Roma, I kind of like that. Maybe I'll be a Roma supporter or something along those lines. Maybe any new fans you got in touch with from it?
1: I do have a bunch of friends who are strictly Prem guys and when they saw that it actually started up as a brand, they of course supported it just being a friend of mine but you can tell that once they bought it, they kind of Sort of doing their research a little more and more about Rome and learning about the club of course if you're a Premier League fan you know Mo Salah was on Rome unfortunately uh, let's, let's not talk about those, but, <laughs> 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 but um, there, there definitely have been some quote unquote I don't really want to use this word but outsiders that have mm-hmm. definitely um, expressed interest in supporting the club through this um, I, I know I joked about it a couple times on this but I have had uh, multiple UVA fans purchase some, some products um couple friends that are liverpool fans i mean they probably thank us a lot by now
0: but uh, they did <laughs> They oh at the least product. six shirts at least at <laughs> least at least <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um I, I definitely have seen some some just overall football fans in general purchase the product and be more curious about it so that to me i think is really cool just because i feel like i'm Helping promote—not that Rome needs my help—I want to make that very clear—but uh, I, I feel like it's cool because I'm helping promote the Rome brand here in, in New York.
0: Well, I, and, and that's the other thing too is—is is, uh, you know being associated to it. Yes, okay, you're not the Roma marketing team. Don't like nobody get it twisted. But at the same time, there's an identity that you're showing, a pride that you're showing for being a fan that. I mean, and I'll throw, I mean, I'll throw shade wherever I want to throw shade. It's my podcast, so I'm going to do it. But, you know, Chelsea fans have been accused of being plastic. Man City fans have been accused of being plastic. You're not going to accuse somebody who started a clothing brand for his favorite club of, being, of having plastic supporters, you know? So that's something that's, uh, that you got to acknowledge. Now, you have everything you're doing right now. There's some exposure going on. It's really cool. What are your goals long term for the brand? What do you what do you want to get out of this?
1: I think long term um, the, the ultimate goal would be to partner up with the club and, and whether it's create a shirt and create a line. I know that we're a couple months into this, but I mean there's no reason not to be optimistic um, with the way that things have, have moved in the last couple of months since we started. but uh, I, I think the goal or one of our goals would be to partner with the official club on an official shirt or an official line. And that would, that would be un- unbelievable. But I think that I know this sounds very simple, but long-term I want to be able to walk into Rome club, New York, shout out to Rome club, New York and walk in there and see people wearing the shirts and say, Joe, what's going on? And, and just, just casually BS with them while they're supporting the brand. And they think that we sell good products. And I know that a lot of people have said that it's one of the comfiest, not the company, not to, uh, to my own horn but a lot of people say that it's one of the comfiest teas that they have and it's, I, know, I know it sounds like a, a funny uh i
0: would never say compliment. something like that i didn't say that before we started the podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it sounds like a funny compliment but hearing that stuff it's, it, it's cool you know especially because it, it it is a one-man shop we are a one-man shop and and how we operate and it's, it's it's cool because it makes you feel that everything that you're doing is worthwhile and it gives you some type of validation you know
0: all right, so I mean, those are pretty. That's pretty humble as far as as long term goals go. I mean, that's just that's due recognition. I really hope that you get there, and I really hope that you know you carry that on. Now, what was not on your list, but was on my list as a plot twist here okay. is I do the rapid fire rounds. If uh, you know, if you if you've had the chance to listen to a couple other episodes, I love a good rapid fire round. So I got a couple questions here that I'm going to ask you rapid fire to wrap this whole thing up. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and do a couple rapid rounds. There's no time limit. It's just several questions. So you let me know when you're good to go. Let's do it. All right, here we go. No drum roll needed. Going straight into it. Favorite kit number? 10. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Favorite meal to have for dinner?
1: When my brother makes cast iron burgers, the fire.
0: <laughs> Next one, favorite brother.
1: Can't pick. No way.
0: Oh, uh, default favorite they're, color. They're both. They're
1: both bad because they're both Juventus fans. I don't have a favorite.
0: <laughs> favorite color.
1: Blues the favorite color.
0: Blues. Whoa, for Roma fan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All, right, all right,
1: I have that third kit. Of course, I bought the third kit. Love it.
0: <laughs> all right, long sleeve kit or short sleeve kit. Short. Short sleeve black cleats or colored cleats colored nice a little bit of flair you gotta love joe for a little bit of flair but that is all we got going on for the rapid fire round I, I took it easy on you this time around but i'm gonna have to follow up with your brothers on some credibility and i'm gonna have to decide who's the better one clearly at the end of the day here but i uh, i wanted to go ahead and thank you again for coming on to the to the show to the podcast so as we sign off here, why don't you go ahead and let people know how they can get in touch with you, get in touch with Since1927FC. Why don't you go ahead and let them know?
1: So, Guys, just to repeat, uh, thanks for listening. My, my handles are at Since1927FC on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out our website, www.Since1927FC.com.
0: And as always, I am your host, Lonely without my co-host today uh, at Footy Coogee. And you can always catch Toppins Talk on Twitter at Toppins Talk underscore or at Toppins Talk on Instagram. So thank you all again for listening. That wraps it up. Catch you guys later.